Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the show. It is going to be another fun episode, and I know I say that, but I really mean it every single week. And based on the feedback from all of you and the fact that you've made this show one of the top five podcasts worldwide, um, you obviously think it is a really great show. So thank you for sharing it. Keep sharing it. Rate it. Review it. And most of all, comment. Let us know what you think. Let us. Let me know what you think and my guests know what you think of all that they're sharing with you. And today I get to have a little bit of fun because I get to have two people on the show that I've known since I moved to Florida, actually met before I even moved to Florida in 2008. And it's a father-daughter team that are working together, but I knew them when they weren't. And I knew Tara Johnson when she was a lot younger <laughs> than she is on the show today. And I've got to watch her grow into herself and, and the beautiful woman that she is today. And Neil and I have gotten to know each other over the years as well. So I want to welcome Neil and Tara Johnson to the show. Welcome. Hi, Laura. It's so great to have you guys here. I mean... I moved here in 2008, but Neil, I knew you before then because of Roger and Michelle Werno. Mm -hmm. and, and Tara, I got to watch you, you know, grow up over the last whole bunch of years and come into your own as an incredible business leader as well. And now the two of you are working together at um, doing mortgages. And, and Neil, that's what you were doing when I first met you. And what is it? United Home Mortgage is now... Mm -hmm. Union Home Mortgage. I always want to call it United. I don't know why. No, you're not alone. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you need to consider a DBA or something like that. Yeah, I don't think the CEO would like that. I don't think so either, but you never know. We could always try, right? Yeah. Now, the two of you have had incredible careers on your own, and now you decided to work together. I really need to know what made you guys make that decision and what's it like? Neil, you want to start? Sure. Um, you know, I, I, Tara spent 10 years in the banking industry with uh, um, Washington Mutual, then Chase, as they were acquired, um, and, you know, built a baseline of knowledge in the financial services industry. But, um, you know, I, I've been doing this for decades, and, and I know that this is a better place to, a better way to grow in this side of the industry, uh, both professionally and financially. And so a little over four years ago, we chatted and um, brought her in to learn this side of the business, which, you know, she's done extremely well. Um, and it, 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 it takes a while to kind of get to know the nuances and the guidelines that change every day. But um, it's just an opportunity for, for her to, you know, take her career to the next level as I'm getting older and start to, you know, take mine to the, uh, what are you laughing about? I'm older than you. <laughs> getting older. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, kind of, kind of start, you know, transitioning that to where, um, you know, she can take on more, I can take on less. So it really, I, I, I jokingly say it's kind of a retirement plan. Um, but I'm only half kidding because it really as, is, <laughs> you know, as she learns more and can take on more, I can do less, stay involved as much as I want to. Um, and uh, she's just done a really good job, um, specifically with 
um, as I've learned over the years, how important it is in a community like ours. Um, you know, Brevard County is a small town, um, small town mentality, um, and you just have to be out, visible, involved, and that's something that Terra's excelled at. Um, so, you know, very proud. Tara, you want to jump in on that? Um, so I had done various jobs early on. I had three jobs at one point and um, still couldn't really pay my bills. So dad's like, why you do what I did? And you see how, you know, you see where I'm at in my life. And why don't I kind of show you what I did? And if you want to follow it, cool. And that's what I did. So he was working at Chase or at Washington Mutual at the time. Um, when I started doing business banking and there was a teller position open. So that's where I started and moved up to uh, various management positions in Chase um, and then decided he had decided that he needed somewhere to refer his clients when he decided to retire. So why not bring a family member in and, you know, keep the business? So that's kind of where it went. Well, it's it's interesting because hearing it from what you both just said and then having watched it from the outside, I remember the first day you got a job as a teller, Tara. And, <laughs> and we were all like, yeah, go Tara, you know. And, and then as you moved up through the banking hierarchy and mm -hmm. then watching Neil go through over the decades, right? The the highs and the lows of the mortgage industry and somehow managing to maintain this level of integrity throughout that, that we all know didn't always happen in the mortgage industry. And, and then watching this growth, right? Between the two of you as father and daughter, it reminded me a lot of my relationship with my dad, where he just wanted me to excel at whatever I did I never thought that the two of you would go into business together. I didn't either at all. Like, cause I had a totally different path in mind. I didn't think that banking was going to be my career at all. And I ended up loving it more than I thought that I would. <laughs> was it the banking side that you loved of it, Tara, or was it the aspect of the people and how you were helping them? I think both because I do, I didn't know that I was a helper early on because I a little bit avoided people. I didn't, you know, when I first started being a teller and I kind of learned through that, that when you do something nice, like here's a, here's a fee refund because you really needed it and you are nice about it and you're not screaming at me about it. It made them feel good. And it made me feel good. So I kind of realized through learning that in the teller world, just help people. It makes you feel better about yourself. So I realized I am now a full-blown helper <laughs> and I kind of seek out to help people in various ways through the chamber and through everything else. But it was, it was a real big lesson that I didn't even know I needed to learn. Well, and, and, I, and I think too, just to add to that a little bit, um, you know, that's exactly true. You know, and as you grow up in the banking business, um, I've never been a teller, don't ever want to be a teller, but spent a lot of early years in, in banking. Um, you know, there was a seven in the, in the front of the digits when I started in this business, but um, you, you are a helper. And I think the, the, the best part about being in this part of the business in the mortgage side is, is you're really changing people's lives. 
um, you know, you're talking about their housing and, you know, we have the opportunity to, you know, help people with their housing needs. And, and as most financial advisors and experts will tell you, homeownership is a pathway to wealth. And so we truly do get to impact people's lives. And, and until you're, you're in it and, and do it for a period of time, I'm not sure that you really understand that. I, I never forget the first time I bought a house. I'm in my third or fourth house at this point in time. And when I was picking realtors, right, to help me find my house, to me, I had to find the person who really got me, who understood me that there was a human element to it. And I never realized that the mortgage side of it needed to be that same way. And when I look at the two of you, I see a father-daughter team, not only in your business, but in life with so many of the different things that you've done. So, Neil, when you look at Tara in your business now, what are the things that come to mind about the the way she's grown up and lessons that you've perhaps learned from watching her? Well, I, 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 I think it's, it, it, it's just sometimes people have to be pushed out of their comfort zone to do things they don't want to do. Um, but once, once they do that and realize that it's, it, it's not as bad out there, you know, interacting <laughs> with people and being, you know, involved in, in community organizations and taking on leadership roles within those organizations, it's really not as bad as it looks um, because you really get to inter interact with a lot of really, really cool people. Um, and, but, but, you know, I, I, at, at first I had to force her to do that. I mean, her first role with the chamber was an ambassador because I told her she was going to be an ambassador. It was a big push. Um, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the comment was, um, I can tell you as your dad, or I can tell you as your boss, or I can tell you as both, but either way, you're going to get the same answer. You're going to be an ambassador mm -hmm. because if you're going to be successful in this business, in this community, people got to know who you are. And, you know, so, and, and then watching her just, you know, kind of take that on to where, you know, that was roughly four years ago. And now she is the chair of the ambassador program for the Melbourne Chamber. So, you know, just watching that, that growth and the change in the personality and, and, and the, the transition from, you know, aren't you Neil's daughter to now the more common thing that I hear is, aren't you Tara's dad? That's a huge moment when it shifts from, yeah. from Neil's daughter to Tara's dad. Um, how does that feel for you, Tara? It's, it's cool because early on, I didn't want recognition. It was, I don't, I don't necessarily know if it was embarrassing, if you want to use that term, but it was uncomfortable to where I didn't want the spotlight on me at all. And I still, to a point, don't necessarily want it on me more like a team, but I do, it's cool with some of the recognition that I've gotten recently, like knowing that it's, it's making me grow personally and professionally. So it's, it's cool to have those awards and stuff behind you to show your experience and in, in the community. Well, it lets people, and, and it lets you know that people recognize what you're doing. Yeah. Now that had to be a challenge throughout COVID in terms of doing the, the name recognition, keeping yourselves out there with the ambassador thing. Well, at the same time, I would imagine that 
your mortgage business was so crazy busy because here in Florida, home sales were like hotcakes. I mean, you listed it and it sold without even somebody coming to see the property. It's getting faster too right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and you know, I think the 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 organizations and the company that we um, are affiliated with did a really good job of you know utilizing the technology. Now, I'm hopeful that that hasn't replaced the the, the human element of of what we do, and I don't think it has. I mean, you can already see as things open back up, people just are 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 just aching to to get out, be with people you know, have the in-person meetings and, and it's starting to happen. And, and you can tell by the attendance that, that people need that. People need the, the human interaction. And I think it also helps with, we weren't using Zoom and these technologies before. And I think it helps with people that really want to be at a meeting, but either physically can't with their health or something like that. We're doing a lot of um, hybrid options now, which opens it up to more people viewing like chamber events and stuff like that. So it's kind of opened up a couple of different doors for that. And then with the whole mortgage business going crazy, I mean, would you even have had time to do all of the chamber stuff if this hadn't all happened? I mean, how do you guys balance that? I mean, the mortgage thing is not, it's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of time involved. A lot of, I would imagine, hand-holding with first-time home buyers. You, you, you have to have a team. I mean, it, it, you know, we're, we're kind of the face of this, but, you know, we've got, you know, the, we, we've got a, a huge support structure behind us. We have an assistant that, you know, kind of helps us with the, the, the paperwork and the flow and, and things that, you know, don't get, aren't visible out in the, in the public, but make sure things keep keep going along. So, and, and then our company supports us really well with the, with the process uh, of the, you know, mortgage is a manufacturing business. You know, you manufacture mortgages as long as you create the right process to keep it, keep it going. So as long as they, they keep that manufacturing line moving, um, you know, we can continue to, to generate business. Um, I think some people allow themselves to get too busy. I mean, yeah. You know, this is a great business. It's it, it's a business that you can make a really good living at. But at some point, you've got to also understand that, you know, what when is enough enough? And and you're not sacrificing your personal life, your health, your family life just to make the next dollar. So, um, you know, we've done really, really well. But, you know, I think you know, we, we probably could have done better if we wanted to make some other sacrifices. And I think you got to decide where that where that line is. What are you willing? What are you willing mm -hmm. to sacrifice? And that changes. I mean, I'm I'm less willing to sacrifice now than I was 30 years ago. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it it's about a balance. But it, it's about having the right people around you. Not it's not just us. I mean, we're the you know the, it, it's called the Neil Johnson team, but it is not just the two of us. It's mm -hmm. it's a whole. It's an assistant. It's the 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 just the, the manufacturing line that sits behind us and make sure that these things keep moving. All right. Well, let's talk about that whole sacrifice thing. Neil, you've alluded several times to slowing down and eventually retiring or choosing what you're going to do inside the business. Tara, you're growing your, your career. How do you, the two of you juggle 
the fact that you're at two different places in your lives right now. And Neil, that you're trying to teach Tara everything you know at the same time. I know that's not always easy for a daughter to just be taught by the dad. Right. A lot of it is cool because we can work from our phones, most of it. Um, We don't usually do out-of-pocket vacations at the same time. So if dad's on a vacation where there's no cell phone signal or he can't get his computer on, then I'm usually at the office taking care of things. And same with him if I'm out, which doesn't happen as often because he gets, you know, benefits being (laughs) closer to retirement age. So, um, I mean, I have done full pre-approvals while I'm in line for Space Mountain at Disney. It's you just you bring your phone with you. Excuse us. We have automatic lights. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you guys weren't moving enough. We were too still for too long. Oh, okay. And now the camera's not. It's okay. It'll wipe out. It'll, okay. it'll be fine. Um, you know, and and that, that's a good point, too. You know, this business does give you a lot of flexibility. I mean, you know, we, we do have the ability to um, work remotely. I think you can do that too much to where, again, we get back to that human touch. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can do a pre-approval in line at Disney. You can be sitting in the in your camper. I mean, I... I've joked about, you know, conference calls from my camper office, uh, which I probably do at least once every month or every other month or so. Um, so it, the technology does allow us to be a whole lot more flexible, which does give you the ability to have more balance. But I still think you can um, you can get wrapped up in this. Being, this could be a 24-7 business if you let it. And I would encourage people not to let it, you know, to, to, to decide when. You know, I'm not going to take calls after X time. If you want to make that nine o'clock at night, make it nine o'clock at night. If you want to make it seven, but just, you know, set your boundaries and make sure people mm-hmm. know what your boundaries are. Well, that's good advice no matter what business you're in, exactly. right? Because it's very easy, especially through COVID and everything where people now who had never worked from home or worked for themselves were mm-hmm. sort of entrepreneur entrepreneurs because they had to juggle all the other things while they were at home. Now for the two of you, that really hasn't shifted that much, but it's really good advice for anyone, no matter what they're doing. And Tara, I know you go to Disney a lot since it reopened and yeah. you had to have been going through withdrawal. Definitely. Cut down. <laughs> So how do you juggle your time? Um, A lot of it is chamber time is definitely networking and it's definitely um, helping build the chamber and build my business. But it's also partially social and friend time because I've made so many friends being there. At first, it was more work for me um, because I wasn't I didn't know a lot of people there. So it was mentally taxing on me. But now it's it's a networking break kind of. So I'm still getting that networking business aspect, but I'm also getting to see people that I really like to be around. So that's kind of a a nice juggle in its own. And then on weekends, obviously I work from my phone. And if I have to do something at Disney, I have to do something at Disney. You know, that's, that's my balance. And I'll let people know Hey, I'm out of town this today, but I am working on it and I have my assistant that can also help at the same time. So you just have to let the clients know, because if you don't let them know, they will take advantage of it if if they're that type of person and just set your own boundaries. I mean, you guys are in an industry where houses are selling really, really quickly Mm -hmm. and 
if somebody can't reach you and they're trying to get a mortgage, I would imagine that they would be calling 10, 12, 15 times a day going, I need you, I need you, I need this signed, I need this approved, I don't want to lose the house. I mean, I, I recently heard of somebody who they listed their house and within an hour of listing their house, they had 15 offers. It went for 40000 over asking. And people were, were scrambling because they're like, well, we, we need to make sure that this mortgage is clear and free and we're not going to have any problems with it at any point in time because there's 10 guys sitting there with cash offers. How do you juggle that? I mean, you, you talked about you set boundaries and stuff, but at the same time, it's an unprecedented time in history of home buying. So how did the two of you juggle that together? And when you're not working, do you not talk about this stuff? We talk about it, I think, all day. <laughs> um, no, we usually know when our clients are going to be house shopping. So they'll ask for a pre-approval letter and they'll say, hey, we're going to be house shopping in this price range this Saturday. We're like, all right, that's good. Let us know if you need a different pre-approval letter, whatever. Then we make sure that we're available for that and we can get it out to them. And if, if dad's out of town and one of his clients need a, needs a pre-approval, I have access to all his files. He has access to all mine. So we can do a quick edit on anything like that. We just make sure that we have the pre-approval out before they start shopping so that we can do those little edits while they're shopping. And, and, and the technology allows us to be a, more, a little more flexible with that. But I think you also have to be, because there are times where you are not accessible, they will go somewhere else. Hmm. And um, you have to be willing to let that happen occasionally. I mean, you know, I don't like to lose anything. I don't like to lose at anything. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> um, you have to be willing to, 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 to say, I cannot do this right now. And if that means we can't do business together, I mean, you got to be careful how you say that. But, you know, there, you have to be willing to lose something to, to make sure that you keep that balance. Um, you know, I try to avoid Sundays. I mean, I'll do it if it's and, and people know it. I mean, you just got to let them know if it's an emergency. You got to have it. Let me know. Send me a text. We'll figure it out. But for the most part, if you lay, if you set the ground rules, they will they will stick to them. And, it, and it's about building the right referral source mm -hmm. sources because they understand they know what your what what your boundaries are. And they'll try if they are truly long term business partners they'll try to stay within your boundaries, just like you'll try to stay within theirs. Um, so I, I think you build the credibility that people know if it's, if it's an emergency, let me know, we'll take care of it. But if it's not, if it can wait till Monday, then it can wait till Monday. Um, and even in a crazy market like this, it, it, it's harder to make that happen, but you can make it happen. And this isn't going to last forever. So, you know, maybe you make a few more sacrifices in something like this, but you still got to make time for yourself. Well, I know a lot of my listeners are probably going, well, you have to grab it when you can, because you don't know when the market's going to shift or drop. And Neil, you've been through ups and downs mm -hmm. throughout your entire career. How are you teaching Tara to weather that? 
Um, I think you just um, put away what you can, obviously, you know, make sure you have that, that safety net. Um, Focus on one one of the things that I think people in our business get wrapped up in when, when you have a low rate environment, you have a lot of refinances Mm -hmm. and you can get bogged down doing refinances that are very rate sensitive and so when the rates change and those start to go away, then you're going, oh, okay, now I need to go back to my referral sources and try to get them to start doing business again. Well, they've been, since found somebody else that can handle it while you're tied up in refis. So our business model, my business model, and what I try to pass along is focused on purchase business and referral sources that send purchase business. Because even when things slow down, I think the late 2000s was probably an anomaly because it almost came to a grinding halt. But I don't see that necessarily happening again, my opinion. Um, so even when things slow down, having the right referral sources that are still selling houses is going to mm-hmm. keep you in business if you don't get too focused on refis. So could we have made more loans last year and made more money making loans last year by really, really having a high refi focus? Yes. Is that a good long-term strategy? In my opinion, no. And so that's that's where I think you can it's going to change, but you can still consider to be can continue to be successful and busy if you take care of your referral sources when it's busy and when it's not busy. Okay, Tara, you want to jump in on that? Um, I I haven't done a ton of purchase compared to refis, but that's where I'm kind of merging into it and. I mean, I've just kind of been following what dad's been teaching me on it. And if you lose a refi, you lose a refi. You know, you have to, you do have to keep that, that referral source. And, you know, as long as they know your boundaries and know that you're going to be honest and keep that integrity, they're going to keep referring to you. Okay. You've both mentioned several times boundaries with your clients and your potential clients and your referral sources and keeping communication open with them. What kind of boundaries have you had to set with each other working together? (laughs) Um, We know how to push each other's buttons and um, we, but we also know when to back off of each other. So the cool thing is I know when he's getting upset to just shut my mouth. Sometimes I don't, but I know I'm supposed to. And, and he'll tell me when I'm getting upset, like, don't take it personally. It's not aimed at you. Even if it is, it's not aimed at you. Don't take it personally because he's already learned that part of it. So I think we, we know each other's strengths and weaknesses and we've kind of used that, you know, for, for the good of the team, in my opinion. Neil. (laughs) You know, it's really, it's really the same thing. It's just, it you know it, the 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 advantage and disadvantage of knowing each other as well as we do is um, you know some you know sometimes it can get too comfortable too familiar so mm-hmm. you got I think understanding that when we're here when we're working we're working and when we're playing we're playing and um, you know sometimes they overlap but try not to let those overlap too much but you know it, it, just understanding that you know the conflicts are going to happen but. It, it, it's business. It's not personal. It's, it, you know, it, keeping the end goal in mind. What are we trying to accomplish? And what we're trying to accomplish is, you know, that, that changing people's lives by, by 
by helping them with their mortgage needs, which then is is beneficial to us. So, you know, just keeping the, the end goal in mind, um, you know, I think helps understand. I wouldn't say there's necessarily hard and fast boundaries as much as it's just an understanding of what we're trying to accomplish long term. Yeah, work time is work time, family time is family time. <laughs> and, and you guys have a lot of family time. I mean, if anybody follows you on social media, they see all the stuff that you guys are doing. You see all the RVing that Neil, you and Terry do. And Tara sometimes joins along how the dogs are playing here at each <laughs> other's houses. Tara, how you're rescuing snakes. <laughs> that still creeps me out every single time on your social media when... You're, you're holding a snake and rescuing it and then say, oh, yeah, and he bit me a few times. I mean, <laughs> there's got to be a lesson in there about snake and reptile rescuing that relates somehow to business. <laughs> I've always had a soft spot for animals. I mean, like since I was little, just that's been my passion. And I don't a lot of people um, don't want to get close enough to an animal to see if it's venomous or not. And I can tell usually, at least for Florida snakes, um, by just looking at their coloration. And so I can easily just go, oh, it's just harmless. I'll just go get it and move it. So you don't kill it unnecessarily because they have, you know, everything has its place and it's in the ecosystem. And I believe snakes have a huge place in the ecosystem. And, you know, if we wipe them out, rats will, rats will take over. <laughs> But there is a there 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 is a there is a lesson there, and and the lesson is the snake is 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 lashing out and biting because the snake is scared, mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to understand that when people lash out at you when you're trying to do business, it's because they they don't they don't scared may not be the right term, but but, but they feel like they're boxed in and Anxious, they don't know what to do. Nervous, yeah. And so you have to understand that it's not. That snake's not biting her because the snake doesn't like her. The snake's biting her because it doesn't understand that she's trying to help it. And so I, I think taking that lesson into, into, into a business where you can't always say yes, um, you can't always do it exactly the way people want it to be done, both the, the, the consumer and your referral sources, and understanding that when they get frustrated, it, it's not personal. It's just they, 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 they don't know how to react. And so they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, coming back at you. And so yeah. you know, I think understanding where people are coming from and then saying, you know, and, and, and bringing that around to, you know, we're, we're all trying to accomplish something here. So, you know, let me help you do that. There I, is I a lesson in snakes <laughs> biting you. Not that I want a snake to bite me, but there are lessons in that. A bit a thousand times. It's not a big deal. <laughs> oh man! I mean, the the recent one of you from the the was it the restaurant or the house when it's wrapped around you and and you're like, oh yeah, it bit me three times or something. Yeah, that was at River Rocks. That <laughs> I was with some of my referral partners actually, David David Cable and his family, and um, he turned around and he saw one of the hostesses trying to wrangle this little tiny rat snake and. He goes, Tara, will you go help her? <laughs> so I left the table and she had tried to sweep it out of the front door area on their outside patio. Well, he hit the palm tree and then was nervous. So he was going crazy trying to get away from her, but he couldn't slither. Like he couldn't get traction. So this other guy had said, you know, put your foot on him. Like, don't step on him, but put your foot on him and like hold him and then try to grab him. 
he's so small. His bones are fragile. So I said, don't step on him. And I just, I said, just get him. He's not venomous. He's not going to hurt you. If he bites you, it's not like, just don't pull away from him. You'll be fine. And she just backed up and she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I just grabbed him and he bit me a few times, got stuck on my knuckle. And so I just put him in the woods. But I mean, he would have died. They would have probably killed him for him being crazy just because they don't know. And it's people don't know what they don't know. And it's just getting educated a little bit would help. Well, I think it's interesting because both of you at different points in your lives have stepped in to help people or animals that are in a vulnerable situation or are ill or whatever, and have just immediately stepped up and said, I'm here, I can help. And it sounds like the two of you are also doing that inside of your business. Mm -hmm. Neil, I, I look at both your daughters and how you've raised them and what they're doing out there in the world. And I would, to me, that's a beautiful legacy of what you and Terry have done with your family and, and with your friends and those people around you and the people you interact with uh, before Tara was out there doing ambassador stuff that you, I now know pushed her into doing. <laughs> I rem remember all the different things that you used to do, both at the club we used to, I used to belong to that you still do. And you and Terry taking me to a chamber event where the, the head of NASA was going to be. And you invited me because you knew I'm a space geek. <laughs> and I just went down here and you're like, you got to go here. You got to go here. And the fact that you want to help people and include them and help them grow. What does that mean to both of you for your, for your next step and what comes next for the two of you inside your business and outside of your business? How do you continue that? Well, I, I think, um, well, I don't think I know. Uh, it, 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 it makes me comfortable knowing that, um, you know, I have raised two very successful, very caring daughters that, that, you know, that are willing to, um, to be helpful to, to people and animals. Um, when, you know, when, when that need arises, you know, I've, I've, I've been very fortunate in in the fact that the things that I've done in this community have given me a certain level of visibility and um, and recognition to where I, I, I do get to interact with, um, you know, generals and astronauts and heads of space centers. Yeah, and, um, you know, that's just I, I've been I've been. I, I would have to say very lucky in, in, in the fact that, you know, my career has put me in places to be able to, to be able to do that. And I think, um, you know, sharing that and, and, you know, that's where the understanding comes in that it is important to be out and be visible because, because people do business with people they know and people they like. Um, and, um, you know, in this, in this age where you, you can push a button and, and, and kind of get what you want, you know, that, that special touch is, is, um, not as prevalent as it used to be. And I think when you add that, people like it. And so, you know, just continuing to um, let both 
you know, my, my, my kids know and, and the people I interact with that, you know, I believe that the personal touch is important and always, always will be. I hope it always will be. Tara? I think that um, realizing that you're a helper, because I didn't, obviously, at the beginning, I had said I didn't know that that's one of my personality traits. I think realizing it, you can utilize it to obviously benefit the people you're helping, but it also jumps back and benefits you a little bit, too, in your personal life and your business, because it can help you grow. It can help other people. Like if you mentor other people, it helps other people that way. And it also helps with visibility in your personal and business life. So also I've been fortunate like dad to do that same thing because of him. You, you've both paid it forward quite often, you know, on the business side of it. What about the other sides of, of your life? Yeah. The two of them up, oh, the lights were out. They didn't move enough <laughs> for those watching on video. Uh, it's always fun to see what happens in the rooms where where people are at. And for those of you on the podcast, you only know that the lights went out for the second time on them um, because I've said it out loud on, on the air. So there you go. So for the two of you with the business stuff, we, we've talked about that and how you treat your clients. What are you doing outside of that? Are you doing a lot of things together as father and daughter? Is that less time being spent doing that now because you spend so much time together at work? What's that like? I don't think it's changed. I think it depends too yeah. on what, cause like there's certain things we both do chamber stuff together. Um, and we split off on some of the things, but we're both on the board of directors. Um, but like I'm on a board for loving neighbor that it's a nonprofit. My friend just started and He's on boards with the EDC and AMI Kids and a couple other ones that we do separately so that we can kind of, you know, that's his forte and the other ones are my forte. You know, we just kind of pick and choose. Well, and, and, and two, if, if, if we were on the same boards together, <laughs> then, you know, that doesn't really give her an opportunity to, you know, kind of really make her own, which obviously she's done because I'm now Tara's dad. Um, but <laughs> if, if, all I'd have done is just brought her along with to to the things that I do. All, all I did was give her a start by pushing her into something that I was already involved with. But if I if I limited it to that, then then she would always just be, you know, Neil's daughter on the board with him. But the fact that she's taken that opportunity and expanded that into things that I'm not involved with. I don't even really know what loving neighbor does, but um, it, you know, it, it's given her the opportunity to, to kind of create her own identity as a leader in the, in the community and, and, and still be able to, you know, fall back on the experiences that I've had. And, and, and I think that helps that gives her the, the benefit, but she's got to do it herself. I mean, I, I can, I can create the opportunity, but I can't take advantage of it for her. Tara, I thought you wanted to, it looked like you wanted to say something. No, no I was just nodding. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right. One of the things that listeners on my show, whenever I have an episode where we've got family members, um, parents and children, growing into their businesses, one of the big questions that comes up all the time is, how do you let go? 
as not only a parent, but say you were the CEO of the business and now you're grooming your child to take over the role. It's a struggle that a lot of my listeners have because they're like, oh, I want to bring a family member into the business, but I'm struggling with how I let go control, let them make perhaps mistakes of their own and not jump in, but let them learn. So Neil, what would be your advice for that? And how do you handle those moments where you're like, no, you should do it this way because that's the way I've always done it versus, okay, I'm just going to let her try. Well, I, I, you know, in, in some ways it, at that point, you, you have to, you have to treat them as you would any other person that is working for or with you. And um, you have to allow them to make mistakes. You don't want them to be critical mistakes. So, you know, sometimes you just have to say, you know, we just can't do it that way because we just can't. But um, I, I think instilling in people an understanding that, if, that, that when you come to me with a, with, with a, a situation, I don't even want to say a problem, situation or a challenge, Try to come with what your suggested solution is. Then we're going to do it that way. But, you know, I, I think always making sure people understand that don't just come to me with your with what's not working. Come to me with something that's not working right and how you would you would fix that. And, and I think our company um, instills that in us because they, they take our suggestions and they've actually implemented suggestions that both of us have made since we've been over here. But, um, you know, I, I think just understanding that when, it, when you're in, at work, it's business and they are a, 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 a part of that business, so it has to be treated as such. I had enough trouble with just straight employees yeah. when I had them. I can't even imagine having to correct a family member or a job for 34 years. <laughs> I think it's almost easier in my opinion because I don't I'm not going to a a boss that I don't know what I don't really know the ins and outs of their personality is terrifying sometimes. And not knowing what their outcome's going to be if they're going to immediately get mad at you or whatever. I already know what the outcome is going to be with asking dad, dad, boss, what, like what's going to happen or if I need advice on something and yeah, we get frustrated at each other, but everybody does. And the thing with us getting frustrated at each other is that we can separate it from family, you know, with a boss, sometimes people get frustrated at their bosses and don't speak to them the same way after that. And I mean, we can't do that because he's my dad. You know what I mean? It's well, you not. You could do that, but you choose not I, to. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess I I couldn't physically do that because we have had a good relationship my entire life. It's not. Well, there was we, that short time. <laughs> we've never had that <laughs> that issue that some families do have, where they they do disown their family. We've never needed to. We've never even been close to anything like that. So. I th in my opinion, it's easier. I don't know how easy it is to manage me because I'm, I know I'm probably terrible sometimes, <laughs> but I mean, I was nervous about it when I started and we had an entire office full of people and, you know, I, I was nervous about butting heads with people. I was nervous about favoritism and people 
um, thinking of me some sort of way that was probably not correct just because I was the boss's daughter. So we have overcome some of those. In some places it did happen, but I think showing same with regular boundaries in life, you know, you have to have office boundaries. And as long as the other employees know and see if I do something wrong, I'm getting the same treatment. It's not, I'm not getting like, it's okay, we'll just do it different next time. It's no, like you have to fix that mistake. I'm gonna show you how, but you have to fix it. And just treating me like every other employee for the most part, you know, has, that's important, especially when you have other employees that you have to know what their feelings are in the situations too. Neil, you want to respond to any of that? No, I mean, I, I, I think that's, that, that's pretty much accurate. I mean, you know, it, it, it I would say it's easier and it's harder both mm-hmm. um, when there's a family relationship because you know, understanding that the decisions you make are impacting some, not just somebody's life, but your child's life. So, you know, it, 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 it does create a different dynamic, but I think again, you know, if, if you go into it with the idea that we're, you know, we're trying to build something to, together and it, and at some point we'll be equals. And at some point I will not be the driving force of this. And in my opinion, the sooner the better, but um, <laughs> you, you know, so I, I I, again, and I said it before, I think you, you, what it, you've got to set that end goal and then realize that everything we do is to get us there. You know, and sometimes we don't agree on the path to get there, but that's what we're trying to get. What would each of you say is your favorite part of working together and your least favorite part? Well, I, I would just tell you, not everybody has spent virtually every day with their kid. You know, and, and so that that is, you know, and and, and you know, her sister's probably going to see this and say, well, I don't get that. But, you know, you moved to Texas. Well, she moved away. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think that's a that's a you know huge, huge opportunity. OK. What's your least favorite part? They were both. <laughs> oh, is there a least favorite part? Um, if there is one, you know, if there is one, you know be honest. <laughs> You know, I don't really have a least favorite part. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, again, when I say it's easy and it's hard when you have a family member that you're basically responsible for professionally as well, you know, sometimes having to say, you know, look, that that's just, you can't do that. You just can't. The, the way you do that is wrong. It's just not going to work that way. And you just need to do it this way. Um, you know, that that's not, you know, the favorite. And that's not my favorite part with any employee, but you're probably a little harder when it's your family member, but it's important and you got to realize it's got to be done. You know, nobody's going to grow. Nobody just learns this and does everything right. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're, there they are, they're done. Um, so people have to be guided and corrected and chastised and, and, uh, you know, chastised probably not the right word, but, you know, directed. And, yeah. and I think it's learning how people, you know, how people develop and how they learn and how they take direction as you would with any employee, it, it, that that's probably easier with a family member because you've been doing it longer. Right. So, I mean, I understand what motivates her. I understand what upsets her. Um, don't always necessarily avoid those, but I know. <laughs> and so I think that's an advantage. Right, because sometimes you have to lift up and sometimes you need a course correction. Yeah. So you need to do both of them. Tara? Yeah. Um, same with the quality time thing. Um, it's It's nice it's nice just to be able to hang out with dad, especially at like events that at the beginning where I was really nervous to even talk to people I didn't know. It was, 
it was nice to be able to follow him around a little bit and get introduced. And then once I knew those people, I could go up to them later on. Um, also being able to talk to a boss and not feeling nervous about how the conversation is going to go because I've been talking to him my entire life. So I know how it's going to go. Um, and then, I mean, I don't have a least favorite part, but I guess the challenging parts are we do know how to push each other's buttons. And sometimes because we are both very stubborn and we are both very competitive, that sometimes clashes. And we do know how to dissipate that, but we also are sometimes too stubborn to actually dissipate it. <laughs> okay. Not me. <laughs> For for those who are just listening on the podcast, it's worth going to the video portion just to see the looks on their faces <laughs> and the little the little asides that were going on visually during this portion of it. <laughs> All right, now we're almost at the end of the show, and how can people get in touch with both of you for, say, mortgage needs or if they just have some questions for both of you? tons of different ways we have all of our cards and all of our websites we have facebook linkedin instagram uh, i have a twitter that i use i have a tiktok too <laughs> i run his social media too um, yeah, apparently I have an oh, that explains it okay yeah, <laughs> we were running neil's social media okay and almost everything is neil johnson mortgage team uh his website is neiljohnsonteam.com and then all of my stuff is Tara Johnson at Neil Johnson Mortgage Team. So if you Google his name, my name, all the first things that should come up are our Google listings, our business websites, our Facebook pages. So it's really easy to find us if you know our names. <laughs> now, can you only handle things in the area for mortgages or throughout Florida, other states? Either one of us are um, throughout Florida. I actually have a license in Alabama because I had a realtor that I had been working with up there. So occasionally we we pick something up. Um, but for the most part, we're Florida, anywhere in Florida. Um, if it's outside of Florida, I can try to find a resource for that through our company. We're, um, we're licensed in most states. I think there's a half dozen or so that we're not. But um, but primarily it's going to be Florida. And, and I would say of that, um, ninety percent of our business is locally here in Brevard County, which is expanding and growing like hotcakes. I mean, yes. exactly. You know, we got a lot of businesses coming in. Um, Tara mentioned that I'm involved with the Economic mm. Development Commission, been on that board for a number of years. So, um, yeah, it, it's a tremendous place. Uh, you know, ranked um, one of the top. I think uh, Milligan Institute ranked us as the top, the the the, the second best place for high-tech um, uh, 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 industry. Um, so, yeah, people want to come here. And so that's good for us. And we like it. Um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, wins too much. I don't know. We haven't gotten there yet. But, you know, as long as you're um, you're, you're building it smartly, which, you know, sometimes I'm not sure all the political aspects of that uh, do that all that well. But, you know, you, 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 growth is not a bad thing because if you don't have growth, you're either stagnant or going backwards. And I think you just have to understand that. But but yeah, I think we're in a good we're in a good place in the in the country. Uh, people want to live here. Um, we get to uh, we get to live where people vacation, which is kind of cool. Right. And um, yeah. so, um, yeah, anything we can do to help. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head. We're happy to answer questions. Um, I've answered questions, people that are working with another mortgage company and saying, Hey, this doesn't make sense. Can you help me make sense of it? Sure. 
um, you know, because that's going to come back. I know you've talked to some friends of mine that were struggling and being given like some really bad advice. And you've just talked to them and said, this is what you need to talk to your mortgage person about. And you know what? You should not be talking, working with that mortgage person. So I, I, one of the things you guys have always been all about is integrity. And I appreciate that greatly. And watching Tara, it's been a joy to watch you blossom and, and Neil, it's been so much fun having you as a friend. Agreed. And you and Terry, it's been really great. And last thoughts you guys would like to share with my listeners? No, I super appreciate you having us on. This has been fun. And also because this is this isn't scripted, because we didn't know the questions before any of that. It's, I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to um kind of hear what my brain thinks about everything and reflect on it afterwards. Cause I, I learn about myself every time I do an interview or something like this. And, and I would be remiss if I didn't say it, you know, all of what Tara just said, uh, you know, this is a lot of fun. Um, you, right now, the two of us are primarily the ones that work here. We, we would welcome others that if they have an interest in this business, um, um, give me a call. Um, we, uh, we are looking to expand, somewhat and uh, it's a fun business to be in and this is a fun place to be. I love that. Thank you both for being on the show. It's, it's been a, I loved hearing the answers and I, as a Tara, I honestly don't know all the questions that I'm gonna ask when I do these shows. That's the joy for me. I hear the answers you guys are giving. I watch the nuances and listen for those. And then a question will just pop in. I'm like, I really wanna know this. So somebody else might wanna know this too. So thank you both for being honest with your answers. And yeah, thank you. Uh, sharing this and I, I can't wait to see what happens next for both of you in the business and, and beyond. So thank you thank both you. very much for being here. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, everybody. I was here with Neil and Tara Johnson and it was such a joy to have a father daughter team on who's growing their business and sharing their journey with you. And remember everybody at the end of the day, the right questions can change your life. Have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.